0: That's terrifying to think about, that we would be less shocked by exploding children commercials about a portion than we would be an honest politician.
1: I didn't know this was a trigger for me.
0: This, is so, this is so funny. That's why I keep saying it is to watch you lose your shit. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co host, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my? nerds and ian anderson
1: some shit
0: do you ever find yourself wondering if you should spend the time money or both on a movie we're here to answer that question for you each week we put a movie on trial discuss the facts pass judgment and let you know our verdict we do appreciate any help growing the podcast go ahead and tell a friend about us hit that follow or subscribe button and go check out our website and subscribe to our email list for exclusive content and updates you can do that at what's in light of the recent election, we are reviewing the movie Swing Vote. It was released August 1st, 2008. It was written by Jason Richman and Joshua Michael Stern. It was directed by Joshua Michael Stern. It stars Kevin Costner, Madeline Carroll, Paula Patton, Kelsey Grammer, Dennis Hopper, Nathan Lane, and Stanley Tucci. In a remarkable turn of events, the result of the presidential election comes down to one man's vote. If you haven't seen this movie already, to avoid spoilers, you want to go ahead and pause here, watch the movie, come back, pick up where you left off. If you don't care about spoilers, go ahead and hang out with us because we're going to spoil the shit out of this thing first of all, just some funny things that happen in this movie right out the gate. We find out, obviously, that this man, through some crazy circumstances of his daughter being a real patriot and a good human being, wants him to vote. She registers him to vote because he's a derelict piece of shit. <laughs> and He gets drunk. She tries to vote. And, he, and long story short, he ends up being the person, the swing vote. It's He is the deciding vote for the five electoral votes for New Mexico. And he basically then gets to decide who the president's going to be with his vote due to an error. I love the beginning of this movie when so they knock on his door to tell him he's got the last vote and to like make sure he tried to vote and they have a fucking routine for child services. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: like they like get the bible and put on the, yeah. the crucifix, <laughs> She's
0: like get the cross necklace on and she knows exactly what to do, which I'm just like, okay, geez, we're off to a good start with this funny movie.
2: I remember this movie being more like nonsensical, right? Like just being out there and and like stupid. I forgot that it like has some pretty interesting messages and like it's all satire, but it definitely brings up some interesting points. So I like turn on the movie and I'm watching It's like, and the music and everything that's kind of setting the tone. I was like, hmm, this seems a lot more serious than I remember. <laughs> There's a lot more shitty drunk dad than I remember last time. <laughs> See
0: and it's way. It's funny that you say that Javier because for me it was the exact opposite. I remember this movie being a pretty serious satire about the state of politics in the modern world, but I didn't remember it being as funny as it was. Like, I found myself laughing my ass off through this movie. And I was like, and I looked over at Casey. Like, I don't remember laughing this hard. And maybe it's because I'm a little older. You know, you're 12 years older than when I saw it the first time. So, I mean, it's interesting.
2: Yeah. And to be fair, 12 years ago, it probably wasn't funny, right? Like the yeah. the state of the political world wasn't as funny. But now that you're older, <laughs> yeah and, Fuck off. You know, <laughs> and you know a little bit more like battle worn and tired now you can look back and laugh like
0: <laughs> well and i think 12 years ago i think about jesus i mean i was 28 years old but when i think about that like i was less displeased with the, our political i think 2008's where everything kind of was started going really shitty like And I don't know, maybe not that it's earlier than that, but I think I was old enough. Like you say to, at that point to start to, now I look at it and I go, what the fuck are we doing politically? Like, it's just like, oh my God. So I think the jokes make even more sense than they did back then. So you're probably right. I'm probably giving my younger self more credit than I deserve at this point. So specifically, let's talk about this guy. We're going to talk about the media here in a minute. We're going to talk about the candidates in a minute. But Ian brought up a good point that I want to talk about. And that is, what do you think would happen to this guy by the regular citizens of our country in today's world? They made a passing comment
2: about political nut jobs, right? You could make a whole movie about just trying to protect this dude from political nut jobs, right? And that could be, like, the next, like, Olympus Has Fallen shit, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no shit, right? Like, you oh, could make yeah. a wild movie about political nut jobs trying to get to this guy.
1: <laughs> it makes me laugh, too, because they make him voting at the end, like this hunky-dory thing. Like, oh, it's all resolved. But this guy, no matter who he chooses, is getting death threats for at least the next year.
2: Oh, and they know where he lives. Everyone yeah. freaking knows where this guy lives. <laughs> Like, well, I
1: and it's this a, movie it's telling me it felt called- like a nightmare, stress dream, or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I could see that. That would what be you where you're at. Yeah, it's Texaco, New Mexico, which is a real place, by the way.
2: Yeah, I know it's- someone from Texaco. Do you really? I, I knew. I met someone in college. That's and they told me it was
0: Texaco. And I was like,
2: is that in Texas? And they must have heard that a million times. <laughs> right? They're like, no, it's New Mexico. I'm like, you're from Texaco, New Mexico? That's a joke in and of itself. Oh, yeah, for right. sure.
0: Like, I get it. In Ca- Like, California has Mexicali and Cal- Calexico, you know. I get it. They're on the border of Mexico. But really, you're you're going to be proud of the fact that you're on the border of Texas and New Mexico? Come on. Ah, ah. Ah. <laughs> I mean,
2: honestly, that's probably the most exciting thing to happen in
0: Texaco, New Mexico. <laughs> 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 <It's> almost be v- <laughs> <Texas. laughs> He goes, go stand on the border. He, I got a foot in Texas and a foot in New Mexico, <laughs> is <laughs> sure beats bowling right? <laughs> or fishing on that river that i couldn't help but every time they showed it I go how does he fish anything in that river like you got to be able to walk to the middle of it
1: <laughs> oh god that's
0: funny yeah. shit okay so yeah i would be afraid for this man especially nowadays oh god i think a year is being generous getting death threats for a year Dude, like, I think that's generous. If, if yeah.
2: you were responsible for electing either one of these presidents right now, it would be four fucking
0: years of people trying to kill you. And that's if you just, <laughs> you'd have to put this dude in like witness protection, dude. Like you would voter do, protection. You'd have to do like face swap. You know that last... <laughs> la- uh, <laughs> That's like, uh, what move? You know what move I'm face talking up? about? Yeah, face off, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah.
1: like Nicholas Cage, Cage or something like that? Nick Cage and yeah, John,
0: Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta, yeah Travolta. yeah. But, to, to give him a new face, dude,
1: dude, <laughs> just send him to Canada
0: yeah no shit you just chose the president of the United States you want to go to Mexico or Canada
1: because <laughs> you can't stay here
0: fucker you can't stay here sorry man God. Uh, yeah and and the more I started thinking about this when, when Ian texted me and asked me about it I was like son of a bitch the guys that they gave him to sh- for the security like they were pretty that's nonchalant that's about that's this whole that's thing that's fucking that's hell. hell and here's the thing is if he gets killed you don't get a boss the, the freaking house has to choose who your boss is (laughs) let's not let politicians choose more politicians for christ's sake yeah right dude like that's what i'm saying they
2: have like one secret service there like the whole time if i'm that guy i'm like oh my gosh what do we do we need to bring in the national guard look how many people are out there i'm gonna die i've got a family man when at one and point have, like he leaves stadium leaps.
1: seating for everybody to
2: see over his like trailer. And they're park. all just they're all just hanging out there in the dark until he walks
0: outside and then boom, they flash on the lights. <laughs>
2: like, what were you guys doing? Just creeping around this dude's
0: trailer. Well, this yeah. dude's never gonna sleep again. It's daylight in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. So as I talked about and we mentioned the media, we just talking about them. So it's a good segue. The media plays a really big part in this movie. So what are your thoughts on how the media handles this situation throughout the movie?
2: I think they handle it. As well as you would anticipate them to handle it, yeah, which is not super well, right? <laughs> like, oh right? shit! You know, they actually make a point of that in the movie. I forget what is the uh, talk show host because they have like all the big talk show hosts mm-hmm. in the movie. But one of them was like, the media is following him around like he's a celebrity, like they're paparazzi, and they're more concerned about what he's doing day to day than they are about the decision he's about to make. Right. And I thought that was a really good point that like the media focuses on the wrong things dude we talked about the media like nine times and oh yeah so i don't think there's any question about what i think about media (laughs) but yeah i Uh, think the small point that they made was that they focus on the wrong things i think that's a fair assessment of the media
1: the line that like hit me was uh was it george lopez so who's who was yeah. the, like boss of the? He says you have to check your conscience if you want like a a job in L.A. or New York. Like check your conscience. And I was like, man, if that doesn't describe the media right now, I don't know what else does. Oh yeah, because part of that little
2: pep talk of his was like, this is bigger than life. This is bigger than whatever. This is TV. I was like, that seems in the list of things that you just put the order, and I feel like TV should be below all of those things.
0: <laughs> That's my biggest thing. And I've said this before, like you said, Javier, we've talked about the media a few times, but that's my biggest thing is that's when, when it became about profit and it became about good television or good internet ratings or whatever it is. That's when the media became untrustworthy to me because they don't care. They just want viewers. They want money. They want all that stuff. And what we need is the truth. And you don't know if that's what you're getting or not.
1: I don't know who to trust anymore.
0: Who watches
2: the news? Do do you watch on TV? Do you stream it? Like, how do you go about watching the news? Well, now it's it's everywhere news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I don't I'm either just, anymore. I'm thinking,
2: if I wanted to go watch CNN right now, I don't have cable. Who has cable? CNN has a permanent stream on the internet. Oh, so you, I can just Google like CNN and it just is streaming. Yeah, nonsense.
0: Yep, oh, they're okay. constantly streaming online. You can go. Yeah, I think you can get them through Hulu as well. Like you can get the different I, news channels.
2: Wondering who's going out? Of, how are these companies not like bankrupt? Right? Who's going out of their way to watch? Watch CNN or Fox or whatever. You know,
1: oh, it's uh, I, I know Besides the answer to the Fox one because <laughs> my grandparents are like yeah, kind of businessman.
2: Right. Besides my racist uncle, like <laughs> who watches this stuff?
0: <laughs> you know what frightens me is every workplace I've been in, they have it on the break room TVs, like news constantly. You see the news, like even currently where we work. So you walk in and there's TVs on the wall. That's the first thing I see. Here's CNN on the no, on the TV when I walk into work. And I'm like, look, I get it. But put it on the fucking golf channel or something because it's more (laughs) – it's less I walk in and I immediately get stressed because I see the news and I go it's all doom and gloom it's all fucking terrible shit and I don't want to
2: hear about it Yeah, they should just have like America's Funniest Home Videos repeats right on a loop right it's just, that. it's just some dude getting headbutted in the nuts by his son <laughs> a bunch
0: all day It'd be awesome <laughs> talk about culture oh yeah <laughs> so I do like in this movie though the character and I don't remember the character's name but she's played by Paula Patton. She's the news, the one that George Lopez character is yelling at and telling her you gotta get mm-hmm. your shit together. I like her character in that she goes through that really conveniently fast moral dilemma and realizes that she is doing the wrong thing to fit within the movie. But I like that. And I wish I could feel like there were more journalists that are like that. And I'm sure that there's tons. We don't hear about them because the ones that get the play and the ones that are on that everyone knows about are the ones that cater to the George Lopez characters and go, it's fucking TV. I need ratings. I'm going to do absurd shit. And so I wish we could give the people that are honestly reporting truthful news, the the spotlight again.
2: Yeah, and I think that that's so hard because, like, for me, truthful news is just what happened, Mm -hmm. the the facts of what happened, and I think that's just so hard for just an individual person to just say it how it is without putting their own perceptive filter on it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. like, I just read a Instagram post about a journalist who was talking about the idea of overpopulation, right? And she was like, "The idea of overpopulation is laughable because we have all of these resources that are being hoarded by a." small group of people right so it's the problem isn't that there's too many people problem is that there's not an even distribution of resources while i like appreciate that, that she's an independent journalist right that's not necessarily a fact right? that, that is her opinion and how she interprets the issues right mm-hmm. so I, I yeah so unfortunately like i, I just don't think that's possible right? i don't think you can ever just get facts because i i think about me trying to give facts right like things that I find important. There's no way I can talk about these things with like no like interpretation, right? Like, yeah, the police are just killing people. See, like even <laughs> that was like, I literally can't do it.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, it's an interesting concept. And just to finish up the media conversation, I, I've talked about this show a couple of times, but it's called Newsroom. It was an HBO show. Jeff Daniels starred in it. It was a, another Aaron Sorkin written show. And I give Casey shit about it because she's she can watch the the same shows over and over again, if she loves them, like to the point of ridiculousness. And I can't do that. Like I've watched the whole series of the newsroom myself, at least three times, because she's watched it seven, at least. And so I see them by osmosis sitting on my couch in the same room as her. But I will give that I love the perspective of that show, because it kind of tries to tackle this whole conversation that we're having about how do we present real news in a factual way. And there's a couple of places where the the head of the media organization or the head of the, the newsroom won't let them run a story that they have the facts on. They have the confirmation, just not the right confirmation. And I was like, man, that's what we need is not being able to run a story or tweaking the facts that it may not get you the ratings, but it gets the truth out there, or at least the truth in even a slightly biased, but it's still the truth. And I, So I really enjoy that show, and I appreciate that perspective from that show, even though. I'm so tired of that show. It's ridiculous, but (laughs) (laughs) it is very well done. So the other part that plays a big piece of this is the candidates. And I think this is extremely relevant. And that being we see these candidates flip-flop quite a bit throughout this movie, right? So we got this one guy and pretty much everything that the media tricks him into saying something stupid, the candidates we then see take a stand on that issue. And a lot of times it turns out to be against their, their party's typical stance. So what did you guys think of how they played out that Whole candidate part of this movie.
1: I was maybe it was too close to home with the election just happening, but it was kind of funny, especially like the abortion one where the kids are just exploding on the screen. (laughs) Like it, so,
0: it sounds like cannons was and machine dying, guns man. in the that background. Yeah.
1: Amazing.
2: <laughs> oh. Dude, the uh the the immigration one, I oh. died. I was dry heaving. <laughs> I was I was like because <laughs> you've got this democratic candidate walking through as all of these verified illegal immigrants are sprinting past him running from border patrol. And I'm like, wow. Oh, Wow, like
0: (laughs) this this is a lot. (laughs) It's so bad that we're laughing at it, but it's so damn funny how extreme the commercials are, right?
2: You need to be there. Like, it is, it's so bad that, like, all the only reaction to it is laughing. (laughs) Because, like, this, I'm just imagining because it's just a
0: little bit far fetched, right? Like, Like it. It's far fetched enough to be funny, but not far fetched <laughs> enough to be unbelievable. Like, you can right. look at it and go, That's not fucking that far out there that I couldn't see it happening. But I have to laugh because I know it's meant as satire and it's over the top. But I could see some dumbass doing that. Like, I have to laugh because I hope that no dumbass would do this. Right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, to be fair,
2: I can see a certain president walking through a field of Mexicans.
0: Getting chased by Border Patrol.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was so funny.
0: And I think that might be why... It's so much more funny now than it I remember it being the first time I watched it because it's so much closer to home, like Ian said. Like that it's like, holy shit. I mean, let's be honest. Look, I don't have a political affiliation at all. But when I think about it, this our current president. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking about those kids exploding again. <laughs> when I love that they all are like explode in a puff of like colored dust. Like <laughs>
2: that that sound effect got me every time (laughs) i'm sorry, guys like no it's good if you don't watch any part of this movie and you just watch these commercials which i'm sure you can find on youtube that alone would be worth it because these are hilarious
0: well we haven't even touched on the homosexual marriage the gay marriage one <laughs> oh my god, yes. the Republican president. Here's Kelsey Grammer playing this conservative Republican president standing in a line with a bunch of gay people talking about gay marriage and and being what was it like one team or one or something like and I don't even remember. But yes. and then you have this string of flamboyant homosexuals or very like extreme oh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh like feminine, like, well, yeah, you have the very effeminate men, and then you have on the other side, the very masculine women. Like, it's this caricature of the most extreme versions of homosexuality it's on the screen. Like, if there was an
2: old Republican man who was like, <laughs> to explain to you what he thinks a lesbian and <laughs> a gay guy were like, it's that.
1: It's exactly
0: <laughs> that. Well, and at the end, they're all screaming this motto in like the most flamboyant ways, or the most, and, it, and then you see the, this presidential candidate standing in the middle of him and he almost rolls his eyes at the end of the commercial <laughs> Just like what the fuck is going on oh uh, uh,
2: shit to take like so the reason why i think that's so funny because like this movie t- makes fun of like the duopoly right the two-party mm-hmm. system which basically the story is about this guy who's an independent quote-unquote independent he, doesn't vote, doesn't do anything. So I don't yeah. know if that counts as independent so much as a lazy piece of shit from New Mexico. <laughs> but it's like kind of a, so I consider myself libertarian. So it's kind of mm-hmm. a libertarian's worst nightmare is that you've got this guy who's basically doing nothing who then turns into someone who votes either Republican or Democrat. I'm like, that's a step backwards in my book. <laughs> it's funny because we had a libertarian run for president this year, Joe Jorgensen. And she, she said that she, Used to say that libertarians took the best of the Democrats and the best of the Republicans and made a party out of it. And mm-hmm. she's like, but I can't say that anymore because Republicans don't act like Republicans and Democrats don't like act like Democrats anymore, right? So you've got Democrat the Democratic Party that recently has become pro-war, right? So that's weird. And you mm-hmm. have the Republican Party who has recently been pro-gun legislation and pro-increased government spending. So, like you have these two candidates who have basically just flip-flop, like Donald Trump is more of a democrat than obama was so you have these candidates who have just completely switched on what their party like legitimately stands for and as i'm watching this movie i'm like oh there's joe biden oh there's donald (laughs) trump
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, awesome, oh, man. It's so bad. Well, and I love like the the way that they do it is he's doing these interviews every time. He's doing an interview and they they realize this guy's a moron. Yeah. And so she asks him, "What's your stance on this?" knowing he's going to give a fucking ridiculous answer. Yeah. Like and the one was an accident <laughs> yeah. cuz they asked him, pro "What's pro a, what's your issue?" Who is isn't? Yeah, yeah, who is it? Now it's and now it's the pro-life commercial, right? With the kids exploding. And then- <laughs> what a terrible journalist. What a terrible interviewer. Right? he clearly does not understand the question yeah well and then on top of that the one that was an accident when they were like the guy the lady was interviewing you know do you have any issues and he's like yeah insourcing first of all the fact that they threw insourcing on the television in this commercial i was like oh my fucking god they're letting this moron become the voice of
2: america what's so funny because a few scenes before that like didn't care yeah right he's like if they're willing to work twice as hard for half as much money, they need this job twice as badly as we do, right? <laughs> I yeah. like, that is capitalism, mm-hmm. right? Like if someone's willing to do the job cheaper and better, you hire that guy. Yeah. they like, who, who
0: wouldn't? <laughs> and I think that was the funniest part is these poor, the, the media put him in a position where he was forced to say something and then they took it and twisted it and made it, this is what he believes. When in reality, he didn't. He was just a dude living his life, right? Like he didn't care. One, And he says that about the, the gay marriage. He's like, I don't give a shit.
2: That was a great one, though. What do you think about gay? Let's talk about gay marriage. He's like, oh, shit. Do we have to? <laughs> so you
0: don't support it. No, I didn't. I didn't say that. What was the quote? He says, my dad used to always say whatever, what a king does in his own castle is his own business. <laughs> and then he's like, why can't that be the same for two queens?
2: <laughs> and then he pauses, thinks about it. Yeah,
0: goes, yeah that's what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, but i love that it's always at the end that he because he did that with the the insourcing with the yeah. the immigrants coming and taking the jobs he's like Ooh, I, I, can i say something different i didn't mean that didn't come out the way i meant it to so he always hears how it, say, it sounds yeah. wrong but then i love that when he's like no no that's what i meant <laughs> yeah, I right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so good kevin costner killed this role oh, too like yeah he did, he did not disappoint right like oh.
0: But I have to admit with Kevin Costner, when I think about some of my favorite Kev- Kevin Costner movie- movies, he's a derelict piece of shit. Like Tin Cup. <laughs> tin Cup. He's a fucking pe- derelict piece of shit failed golfer, right? Bull Durham. He's a derelict piece of shit baseball player. <laughs> like, this one now is one of my favorite Kevin Costner performances. He plays alcoholic pieces of shit very well. <laughs> very well. Yeah. But I loved him because he freaks out. Like when Richard Petty comes to the door, he fucking loses his shit. Like, ah, it's Richard Petty. You're rich. Richard Petty, <laughs> he makes like these extreme gestures of "this is the greatest thing ever" for the littlest shit. I also love like they touch on it how disconnected
2: he is from the presidential candidates. Right? He's like, "We'll get you guys in a room together, get a think tank together, and find something that you two have in common." Yeah. Right? And I felt that way. Right? Like Richard Petty drives up, and I was like, "NASCAR, NASCAR." That guy, that guy looks familiar. They're like Richard Petty. I was like, "Oh, yeah." I I know that name. It's like that and Jeff Gordon. <laughs> yeah. like two NASCAR names that I know. Totally. Like there are so many things I did not like. I did not connect with like bowling. Man, there's so much freaking bowling in this movie. Who the hell goes bowling that often? Bowling and fishing.
0: What was wow. it? Oh, I loved the Kelsey Grammer, the president's like football analogy with the actual nuclear football. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he's dancing. He's like, "Do you play football?" Yeah, it's quarterback. He goes, "Bring in the football," and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" This is- <laughs> yeah, but where <laughs> is this going? And he almost drops it. He like yeah. screams when he grabs it. <laughs> ah! Like, Let me put this here. I don't want to blow up like Paris or something. (laughs) I'm actual nuke in there, dude. Like, (laughs) relax. (laughs) so one thing that I will say about the candidates and part, even though we watched them flip flop and they were doing all these shitty commercials, trying to build on, you know, things that Bud had said were important to him or made it seem like they were, but, I do like that both of them started to feel this isn't the right thing for me to do. And the other candidate, the the incumbent was much more earlier, right? Saying, I'm not comfortable with this. For I feel like, life. Yeah, but he let his campaign manager just push him into it to the point that his wife comes and smacks the living shit out of him after the abortion commercial, which he should have been slapped after the abortion commercial. <laughs> but- Oh my God. <laughs> So bad, <laughs> kaboom, kaboom! <laughs> so bad. Oh my god! I need to go watch that again. That was fucking hilarious. It's great. And then the president at the end, he was supposed to tell this guy, "I'm going to get you a job," and then he doesn't. He says, "It's not worth it." He goes, "Never mind about that. I'm not going to try to." So I really liked that. Put in the situation of. You know, here's this extreme and we see that everything's changing and it's kind of what you mentioned we start to see now in real life the party system isn't working, period but two, it's because they're starting to come out of their comfort zone to get votes, right? They're doing things that are against what historically have been their party's big things but it'll never change and get better until we start to realize that these politicians start to look at this less of a job that they're trying to keep or get and more of you're a fucking servant, you're a leader of this country and you need to serve the people that you're meant to lead, not just get paid to sit in a fucking big building in Washington, D.C. Anyway,
2: there's my two steps. Yeah, politicians, like, having a conscience and feeling bad for fucking over the American people was the least believable part of this movie. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the crazy things we saw, that one was the craziest. That I was like, fair. oh,
0: this is for sure a movie. <laughs> well, and here's the sad part. You say that and it just kind of clicked in my brain that we're less surprised and would be less surprised by those actual commercial. Commercials Ending up on TV Then we would be By a, an actual politician Doing the right thing Yeah That's sad Dude, That would be the day Like
2: when that happens
0: Like make peace with your God Because <laughs> <laughs> It's the world coming the to an end <laughs> That's terrifying to think about. That we would be less shocked by exploding children commercials about a portion than we would be an honest politician. I didn't know this was a trigger for me. So funny. That's why I keep saying it is to watch you lose your shit. I love the ones that would explode into
2: like red mist. right? Yeah, because well, With the sound, it was like, and it looked like they just got vaporized by a cannon.
0: Like, <laughs> Well, the colors were random. Like I kept trying to figure out, is that their t- T-shirt color, like what the hell? And then it's just no, it's just fucking blue and black and green and. I'm pretty sure though that they blew up a black kid and he disappeared in the black smoke. I'm pretty sure as well. (laughs) The whole thing was terrible because you could hear like gunshots in the background too. Like it was like we're waging war on the playground and these kids are getting disintegrated. Oh,
2: funny. Jeez. Who came up with that? I was. I don't know. It's genius.
0: It's it's the best one, but it's followed closely by the immigration because it is watching the illegal immigrants after eating the the craft services acting donuts running across the field with the fucking immigration trucks driving the border patrol trucks (laughs) driving behind them and it would be less funny if i hadn't lived in arizona on the border of mexico for six months and know that that shit happens like yeah dude so i
2: I was in california earlier this year and there's a i took my forerunner down there and there's some off-roading trails literally a mile from the wall right so i'm like climbing these hills and stuff. And I get to the top of the hill and you see the wall and there are border patrol all over the place. And for some reason, dude, I thought I was busted. I was like, oh, I'm going to give him my license. It says Javier Ortiz. I'm fucked. Right? Like, what am I doing here? Uh, I'm just off-roading here. I'm definitely not looking for my cousin, right? Who just like hopped the border. I don't know. Border patrol make me nervous, man. And I'm an American citizen. I can't imagine how nervous they make Mexican citizens feel. I can only imagine. I actually had to stop and ask one for directions because I got lost up there. And I was like, hey, uh, my hands are here. (laughs) I'm talking with like the most American accent I could possibly like think of. I'm like, hey, bro, what's up, man? Hey, man, I'm here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I should have worked on my hillbilly accent. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) so I did want to talk about one last thing before we finish up and that's the relationship between Molly and Bud so it it kind of takes an interesting turn at the end you see she's the parent from the very beginning she Mm -hmm. wakes him up did exactly what my mother did to me when I was like 15 and had to go to school comes in wakes me up I lay the fuck back down she pulls the blankets off my bed and away I go that's when I finally got up because it was cold and I wanted to get back under my blankets I love the part
2: where he's dropping her off at school and she's like if you screw this up I'm leaving you (laughs) (laughs)
0: like you're an old man married couple. <laughs> I love that she keeps scaring his ass, she run in and slap him and butt and he fucking freaks out in his bed. You need to stop waking me up like this. You're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy like and I think you see, I, obviously, I think that was kind of, again, a satire on younger generation versus older generation, the importance of voting. I, I feel like I'm not a part of the younger generation. That It's been surprising to me over the last few years, even before, not this election we just finished, but the one prior, and even the one before that, where the younger people, people my age, at the, you know eight years ago, 12 years ago, and then people younger, how important it is for them to vote and how that's something that's a big deal for them. It wasn't as big a deal for me. Like, and And I and I know like my parents, it's important they vote. They always instilled that in me, but I've never looked at it as something that I feel like I can control the fate of the country, per se. So I really liked that dichotomy of this younger girl who can't vote, but really, really wants to do the right thing for the country and to do that. And then her dad, who just is like, I don't give a shit and wouldn't have voted.
2: Can I just say, though, that she committed a felony, not him, He just didn't vote and he lied to cover up for her, and that she has the audacity to hold that over his head. I was so mad at that point. I was like, look, you can't can't have the high ground here and commit a fucking felony and then try to frame your dad. Well,
0: yeah, it is kind of funny that she goes, that's a felony. That'll be your third one. They'll take me away from you. (laughs) He's like, oh, "Oh, I do have have two. I do do have have (laughs) just one. I only have have one left (laughs) or whatever he says.
2: Yeah, I only have one left. Didn't mean to interrupt. I just, I found that interesting. This guy was just minding his own damn business. His daughter commits a felony that he has to cover up, you know?
0: Which technically he didn't have to cover up. She's like 10.
2: (laughs) Yeah, what are they going to (laughs) do?
0: She's a minor. to juvie because she didn't Dude, actually vote. She's the next <laughs> shot caller bro. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's good stuff yeah but i did like how through her and then the the reformed media darling that he decides to read these letters and i i did really enjoy his speech at the end yeah this whole redemption yeah
2: yeah he's not a perfect person but he's at the point where he's like i'm ashamed of how i've led my life and how i've led these last 10 days i was like that's where you want to be right like i can improve and i see that now i wish that's where we were all at yeah, I would then, just like to give JJ something to edit. If you encouraged people to vote in the presidential election and you didn't bother do voting in local elections, you're a piece of shit and you should be ashamed of yourself. Carry on.
0: I'm not going to edit that out. I think it's true. It is true. I
2: got so tired of people like, go out and vote. I was like, did you vote for like here in Utah? I'm like, did you vote for any of like your city councilors? Did you vote for, I mean, we had a governor run this election. We had like a bunch of stuff happening this year. Did you vote in any of that? Or did you just jerk off to the Joe Biden shit or, that, or Donald Trump garbage? Which makes me so mad. You're going to sit here and pretend like you care and all you do is vote for the, the president. Like, Yeah.
0: and so- it, And which is the worst because the local elections, you can actually get decent people as opposed yeah. to And you can tailor
2: where you live to the type of environment that you would like to live in. Yeah. That's a point of local elections, right? Like Mm -hmm. if, if Provo is like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask at all. People who don't want to wear masks come to Provo. But if Lehigh... You know, it's like, hey, we're super strict on masks. Then anyone who wants to wear masks, go live in Lehigh. That's what's so great about local elections is that not everyone has to do the same thing. Different cities can do different things. If you don't like what your city's doing, you can go and like go shopping in other cities and support that city, you know, and like, sorry, I just get real worked up about local elections versus federal elections. Like,
1: (laughs) no, I agree. That's something I think should apply, like on all scales. Like you look at how many national campaigns or save the whoever's or like change this movements people get involved in that they really don't have an impact in where if they would focus on their sphere of influence and like what they can control like your local elections that's something you can actually control Mm -hmm. if people would focus more on that then oh i'm making this big huge change in the world by hitting like on a facebook post like it's just (laughs) you're not not doing anything i don't
2: date trump supporters so that'll that'll teach them
1: i'm like not doing anything yeah right like it's funny you say that because i see that all the time on my Dating apps oh. that I'm swiping. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's not not like a that. You're a Trump supporter. Oh my God, I cannot <laughs> believe that's real. That that I so want to get on app just to see that shit, so that I can hopefully get connected and be like, "You're a fucking idiot." And then leave. Yeah, it dude,
2: that's <laughs> the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But yeah. you, you want to hear the pettiest thing I did this voting? <laughs> So here in Utah, you guys probably know this, there was a there's a bill a passed that changes when the state legislator meets. Mm-hmm. basically it's so that they could have a longer christmas break <laughs> so uh i think i voted i voted against the change so that they could have a shorter christmas break so i was like i think it got passed anyway right with like 80 percent or whatever but i was like no no no, no. Uh, uh 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 no get back to work okay yeah. you're not gonna you're not <laughs> gonna sit here and beg me for more days off you piece of shit just get to work so whining about it
0: oh same here well especially after you've fucked up my- marijuana bill (laughs) how many times in a row now right seriously (laughs) well and then like it, it passes by a long shot right in the in the vote and then they take it and go okay great you passed it now we're gonna neuter the bill yeah Meanwhile, Oregon like decriminalizes meth or whatever they do. Cocaine, <laughs> cocaine.
2: Yeah, you can fucking go to Oregon and get <laughs> sniff cocaine, and you're good. Like, to be fair, decriminalizing it is the way to do it, right? Like, I totally believe in decriminalizing.
0: I I agree. I don't know about legalizing. That's different. Or that's, that's I, I, a there's different a difference thought, between right? decriminalizing it and making recreational consumption legal. Like, <laughs> there's a there's a big difference in that. But right. and I'm not asking for Utah to make. I mean, I'd be okay if they did make marijuana recreationally available, but they're never going to. And I understand that that's the state that I live in, but I would definitely appreciate it if because of my back pain, if my doctor was so inclined, he could say, here, have a legal prescription. Right. You know what I mean? Anyway. All right. You guys ready to rate this movie? So ready. Let's Let's do do it. it. Ian, I haven't tortured you in a while. So why don't you get us started, buddy?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a long time since I've let out, which I'm okay with that. Flying under the radar. Um, (laughs) I... I'll be honest, I kind of had mixed feelings like Javier and JJ, you both talked about like your experiences watching it like this time versus when you originally saw it. And I was kind of more in Javier's boat where I remember it being more funny and like less serious the first time that I watched it. And this time I had a really hard time like separating from the dad and Molly and like just how crappy of a father he was being. Like I couldn't, there's a lot of times where I was just like so focused on that, that I wasn't enjoying the rest of it as what it was supposed to be. But there were a lot of good, funny parts in it. I think the acting was done really well, especially Molly. Like she did awesome, I think. So I don't, I don't know where to put this. I would say for me, it was like a three, an average movie that's entertaining one time it's not something to write home about it's more fun to talk about after i would put it in like the napoleon dynamite like nacho libre category of like it's mm-hmm. more you have more fun talking about it than you do necessarily watching it but <laughs> yeah i'd say three but and i i may watch it again i may not just kind of how things play out
0: i think for me if We had done this the first time I watched it. I might have given this like a two or a three, maybe. I think this time, because to me, I didn't remember it being this funny. And I caught a lot of the different humor, strong satire pieces that made me laugh out loud. And I didn't remember that. I think I feel like it feels like a better movie than I did back then. And that may be, to Javier's point, the fact that I'm old. Er. So (laughs) old er (laughs) all I can think about there is the Budweiser frogs. Remember those guys? Bud. Wise, oh, <laughs> those guys had great commercials. Anyway, but that's I, so for me. I really enjoyed it. To Ian's point, I love the acting. Kevin Costner kills it. Like he's just believably terrible as a human being, and he's funny, and he's he's all over the place, and he commits to this character to the point that he giggles and laughs about shit that's almost annoying. How he Dude, laughs? That <laughs> laugh was <Yeah>. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he stole the show, which good. He's the lead actor, right? But yeah, he was. It was really good. I loved Molly. She actually, I really appreciated her. The little actresses' part, especially in the class when she it was like bring your dad to work day her school day, and she is trying to basically justify his actions and and promise what she wants and what everybody else wants through her dad. So that, that was a very emotional scene. So I appreciated that. I love the last scene. It actually made me a little emotional when he gave his big speech about it. he was disappointed in himself and ashamed and how he now understands... Through everybody, and then leads into he wasn't asking his own questions; he was asking questions from those letters, and then you see the candidates take it very seriously. So I appreciate that they switched from this very high-powered satire to a various point, very poignant, serious moment at the end to show the importance of what this is all about. So I liked the movie. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I think it's a little bit better than average, but I, I feel like there are some, I mean, it's silly and it is over the top satire, but I enjoyed myself. And I I don't think I would actively seek out watching this movie again, but I think probably every four years or so, I'll probably turn it on and watch it. I think it's a great thing to remind myself and what should remind others how important it is to vote, right? And to to take seriously our government and what we do. So... That's my rating, three and And a half.
1: One thing I wanted to really mention, real quick, that I forgot of is I love how they ended it without showing who we voted for. I thought that was Mm -hmm. the perfect way to end it. Mm
0: -hmm. I agree. I agree. I like that.
2: uh, I really wanted to see the debate, but I think it's because we didn't have any debates. This election, I just wanted to see no two normal, normal ass people with a moral fucking compass debating about the issues. You know, mm-hmm. so I was a little bummed. I didn't get to see that, but mostly because of our failed political system, not because the movie did anything wrong. Well,
0: and I will add in before you get started, Javier, because you're not wrong. I look at this in just the one sentence where he asks that first question and the current president mm-hmm. in the movie says, I'll take that one. And then looks at the green leaf yeah mr greenleaf and says are you okay with that and he says yeah of course like it was a a decent civilized you could Rip, tell they were getting ready to cold. have a conversation yeah. with respect and to an actual point not just who can make the bigger idiot of themselves right. which i feel like has been the the debates for the last 12 years maybe 16 so each anyway. no
2: shut up man oh, act fuck. like a clown <laughs> oh,
0: my Christ.
2: Geez, dude what are you what are you a 16 year old surfer why do you keep saying man You're like a hundred years old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Well, that was the, it. Was the last election when it was like this woman, and I'm like, oh fucking. Dude, in Nicole,
2: heaven. Nicole, Nicole, was, she started laughing at that point. She's like, man, our debates this year were bad. And so she says, he says that like the question was, if we're the richest country in the world, why can some of us not afford to live here? And Nicole, and Nicole was like, nobody knows poor people better than I. Nobody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I died. I was that was like, quite the impression, Javier. <laughs> thank you.
2: <You're> <laughs> good. Nicole did it even was better. Good. 100% it was amazing.
0: <laughs> that was fantastic.
2: <laughs> anyway, when I think about it, I I really... I didn't know this about myself until we started this podcast, but I really like movies that have, like, you can just watch it at face value and it's just a funny movie, right? You don't have to take anything away from it other than it is just some hillbilly getting bribed by two presidential candidates. That is a funny premise for a movie, right? <laughs> like, you can just watch at face value. You don't have to take anything from it and it's just a funny movie. And if you want to take it a step further, there's a lot of really cool themes. Like, the political party and the political landscape is an obvious one, but, like, Also, Molly and I forget her, that kid that she's friends with, like Mm. there are kids in this country who just have divorced parents, shitty parents, drug addict parents, alcoholic parents who are basically navigating life by themselves, right? And like, that's a topic that we didn't touch on, but like, it's true, right? Like that, there are kids out there who are going through that. That's just a Tuesday for them, right? Like, yeah, my dad might pass out and I'll take his car and we'll go do something, right? Like you can count on my dad getting blackout drunk tonight. So a lot of really cool, really depressing like themes that they bring up. So I think it requires a special type of acting and directing and editing to have have a movie that can do both of those things. So I'm going to give this a three and a half as well. A lot of really good things. I don't think it's like a Hall of Famer, incredible movie, right? But I think if you are looking to like have a laugh at the American political system <laughs> while also secretly crying inside about it, <laughs> this is a great movie. So yeah, like Jay said, we should watch this every four years, and we should watch V for
0: Vendetta every four years. <laughs> <laughs> watch them back to back. It doesn't back matter which back. order.
2: <laughs> we can mourn our political system and then burn it to the fucking ground oh, right? God, like, I'm telling you. <laughs> that is crazy I'm gonna yeah so three and a half I'd watch this again I'm probably not gonna rush to watch it again but I don't I think it's one of those movies where someone's like hey you want to watch swing vote I'd be like yeah like I'll watch swing vote all right, yeah. else, the commercials right I was literally yeah. just about to say <laughs> that but I figured
0: I eat that dead horse enough <laughs> that's all right I found out a minute ago that if you go to YouTube and type in swing vote abortion commercial just fills itself in <laughs> That's it should seriously. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Go Google that if you haven't seen it. And then the other one was the "I do" to gay marriage, and that's at the end. They're all flamboyantly saying, "I do,
1: I yes. do." And that's what it was.
0: <laughs> so, and he's standing there in the middle of all of them, is like, "I do." <laughs> 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 uh, anyway all right well there you guys have it that is uh three three and a half and three and a half so uh, definitely worth the watch especially if you've never seen it if you have check it out when it comes time and you want to remind yourself about the important things when it comes to voting and and then have a laugh at our our great government and its systems and and the extremes that we'll go to which i don't think we're too far off from exploding children in a playground <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> So tune in next week. We'll be recording 21 Bridges. If you want to check out our other episodes, you can do that wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Ghana, just to name a few. Always free, of course, to check us out. You can also see us on YouTube. We do trailer reactions. You'll see our our live videos for The Mandalorian or some of our other stuff. Speaking of that, go check out our sister podcast, What's Our Verdict TV. Reach out to us. Go to our website, whatsyrverdict.com. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us movies, TV shows you want us to watch. We love getting those recommendations, any feedback that you have. Also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. We'd love to hear from you and interact. Yeah, that's our verdict, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. magic out.